Hair, How I Grew It, is back. Hi, everybody. Drake Heal here. I had to pause my baby for a few months to take care of some personal stuff. Now I'm ready to bring you more inspiring natural hair journeys. Today's episode is another amazing story. After listening to it, you'll think twice about the saying, think before you speak. Words have power. And in the case of today's guest, harsh words about her natural devastated her. Thankfully, a natural fairy godmother stepped in. Remember, if you are enjoying this program, please record your comments on Anchor or leave a review wherever you get your podcasts. Now here, how I grew it. I still tear up like just talking about it because I can still see her face. And I can still feel that pit in my stomach because you don't know what to say. You're shocked beyond anything. Like, did this lady just say this? And so, yeah, I I understand. (laughs) Well, the reason it's so devastating is because she really thought she was helping you. Yes. Yes, she did. To the point that I was like, what did I do? I didn't think this was a big deal. What is she talking about? Now she's talking about my livelihood. Like, <laughs> my livelihood is based on my hair now? What is happening? This is Hair, How I Grew It, a show where sisters talk about their hair-raising natural hair journeys. I'm host and producer, Drake Hill Burns. I've been sporting my natural for more than a decade, but the road to getting here wasn't easy. My story reflects the hair struggles sisters have faced since our enslaved ancestors were brought to America in the 1600s, and their African hair and identity were stripped away. As we commemorate the 400-year anniversary of that painful history, Hair, How I Grew It, features Black women from all walks of life who have chosen to wear their natural crowns in a culture that promotes straight hair. On today's show, I interview Lawanda Tony. Lawanda is a communications director for a nonprofit based in the Washington, D.C. metro area. A South Carolina native, she is also a graduate of Howard University. We spoke less than 24 hours after former Vice President Joe Biden announced he picked Senator Kamala Harris as his running mate. Harris is also a bison, so of course I had to get Lawanda's thoughts on her HU sister making history. I know you're happy this morning. You want to make any comments since it's so relevant and newsworthy right now? Anything you want to say? I mean, I think that it's a historical moment. I'm definitely proud to be a bison. Um, I think that... um, It's time and um, excited to see what happens. Sadly, a few weeks after taping this interview, we got the news that actor and activist Chadwick Boseman, another high-profile HU grad, passed away. The star of Black Panther and many other great films, Marshall is one of my personal favorites, died at 43. That's the same age as Lawanda. She and Chadwick went to Howard at the same time, and they're both from the Palmetto State. I reached out to Lawanda a day after his death to talk about the Wakanda icon. 
I knew Chad, but I didn't really know him like intimately, like a lot of my friends who were in the School of Fine Arts. Um, it was my minor, so I was there a lot, and I would see him. And early on in uh, when we started school, you joined the different clubs um, with your state. So it was the South Carolina Club. We both were a part of that because you wanted to know who was from um, your state and stuff like that. So I knew of Chad. I went to see his plays um, when he performed at school. He was always nice, very humble, big smile when you would see him in the hallway. Um, everyone had lots of great things to say about Chad um, before his stardom and definitely after. And he will not be forgotten. That's for sure. Breaking the news to her son made Chadwick's passing more difficult. My husband said, is this real? Like, we're just watching TV. And I was like, what are you talking about? He's like, it says that um, Chadwick Boseman, Black Panther, died. And I was like, what? Are you kidding? Like, you think fake news or whatever. And then I looked and I was like, oh, my God, this is so real. And the first thing I thought of, like, how am I going to tell Caleb this? Like, to see your hero or one of your heroes superheroes that you love and remind you of yourself finally um, to be gone from this earth. It was just hard. I didn't know how to deal with it. Um, I talked to a lot of my friends about it too because they were like, how are you going to tell your kids? And they are definitely stronger and more resilient than we are, but definitely saddened by the idea of the Black Panther being gone. So how is he today? Is he um, he's good. He he talks to his cousins a lot. They were talking about it this morning. And like I said, they are definitely more resilient. 2020 doesn't lay so heavy on them as kids, as us, thank God. Um, so I think he's fine. I think he will be fine. We still have the costumes. We have the the figures and things like that. We have the movies. We still have a lot of memories. So I think that um, it'll be something that he won't forget for sure as, as a part of his childhood. Um, when I was talking to a friend this morning, um, she put things in perspective because we were all feeling like this was a moment in time. We remember going to see Black Panther and just the um, the way people felt about it, um, the pride that they took into it and the pride that they poured into him um, as the lead character. So she said, um, we, we have to trust God's heart because we can't trace his hands. And that's mm. just how I feel right now. Like she gave me a word this morning to help me put things into perspective and to try to figure out kind of how to deal. But it's hard. And this is fresh. And it's like all the things that you were thinking about as far as the character and the evolution and all the things you're just super proud and excited for what was next. And now you're left with just a feeling of sadness. I feel very sad for his family and his friends because he's my age. And to think about that loss at such a, a, a young age. Um, and so suddenly is it's just hard, hard to grapple with and to deal with. Well, one of the things that you do have is the memory of that smile that you saw often on on campus. Oh, definitely. It was wide and bright and genuine. And he was so humble. And I think that I 
you still see that in the characters that he portrayed. And when he was on the red carpet, he was still that guy from South Carolina or that guy that went to Howard that was not pretentious or had an ego, just talent, just pure talent. Now let's talk hair. Lawanda's is thick and coarse and it holds curls really well. I've been wearing my natural since it's been 18 years now. It's been a long time. Yeah. Almost two decades. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So definitely before the, the second wave of, you know, the natural hair movement. Yes, totally. I mean, when I started, there was maybe one book, (laughs) there was no YouTube channels. (laughs) Um, you had to order all your products. They weren't in Target. Um, so it was different. It was a different time, um, for sure. I've been locked for two years, almost two years. It'll be two years in September. So, um, it is interlocked. Um, and I usually wear it down. I may braid it. So have a little wave pattern to it or roll it with rollers and put it in a ponytail and go about my business. <laughs> now, when you say interlocked, what do you mean? So it's just the way that the stylist um, locks your hair. She uses a tool to um, keep the lock together. Like some people do palm rolling or rolling. Um, my stylist uses a tool that um, interlocks the hair to the root. Um, and different people do it different ways, but that's how I started mine. Okay. And obviously it works for you. Yes, it definitely works for me. I'm very happy with it. Why did you decide to lock it as opposed to wearing it out loose? Well, when I started my, um, natural journey, I was 25 and I said, oh, okay. If I do, if I cut my hair and wear it natural now by 50, I'll be ready to lock. Um, so I had in my mind, Wow! I thought like 50 was a long time from now. So now I'm in my forties and I just got to a point where I was tired of twisting my hair. I had been twisting my hair for 15 years every day or every other day. And as much as I loved it, it was a lot of work and my life had changed during that time. Um, I'm a mom of a seven-year-old and then it was, he was much younger and I just didn't have the time, um, to commit to my hair and then be disappointed if it rained, (laughs) humidity, things like that. And I was just like, you know what, let me try something different. I'm not, I wasn't ready to give up natural hair. So I decided to see if locks was the way that I wanted to go. And I'm very happy that I did that. It was definitely a lifestyle, um, choice. Check out Lawanda's glorious locks on the Hair How I Grew It Instagram page at Keep It Nat. That's K-E-E-P-I-T-N-A-T. During her early years, Lawanda's hair stayed natural. Fortunately, she wasn't tenderheaded. I had a lot of hair. It was very thick, so I don't think God would have done that to me. That would have been terrible because they know that they had to really get through it um, to detangle it and stuff like that. Mom got through it to style it, but she didn't wash it. Lawanda and her younger sister went to Ella Mae Berry for that. She was my first kind of interaction with an entrepreneur, someone who had their own business, because in the front of her house was a mini salon. 
It had two bowls. It had a hooded dryer and then a station in the front with a big mirror where she had the, the Marcel curling irons and the straightening comb. And so um, she did my hair up until the ninth grade. Ella May washed and pressed Luanda's hair every few weeks. When she sweated it out, Grandma touched it up with a hot comb for church on Sunday. So you go Saturday night in your grandmother's kitchen, getting that hair <laughs> sizzled every piece with some ultra sheen grease. Like every hair had to be straight in my grandmother's head. And she like, you won't get burned if you don't move. There's, of course, sometimes that I got burned on the top of my ear not holding it down the way that she would have liked. <laughs> so that maybe the top of my finger, um, but not a lot. You just hear that. I'll never forget the smell and I'll never forget the sound. That sizzle is something that's unforgettable for sure. Yeah. That grease. Yeah. It hits that heat. Yeah. Yeah. Just, Yes, okay, so now you're crackle. taking me back. Okay, <laughs> crackle. I love that crackle. Perfect yes. word. Yeah. I never got used to the crackle, but Lawanda did. I didn't mind it after a while because you just didn't know anything else. You know, um, you knew that it had to it had to be done. So it was kind of like your rite of passage, I guess. Um, so it didn't super bother me because I don't feel like I had a choice. Well, did you want straight hair? I mean, was that a part of the equation too? Or again, it was just a matter of this is what it is and you just do what you're told. Um, I think it was probably a little bit of both. Um, I liked when it was the finished product. I thought it looked nice, um, but it was definitely, this is what your mom says is happening. So do it. Um <laughs> <laughs> It wasn't until, like, you're having swimming lessons or um, it's raining that it became so annoying to me. Like, the straight hair sucks um, because it's temporary. And as soon as I hit water, it's over with. And all the things that you had to do to protect it drove me crazy as a kid. So that part was annoying. But the finished product after when you leave the salon and you look good and everybody's like, oh, your hair is so shiny. It's so pretty, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, you like that. I like that for sure. You're listening to Hair, How I Grew It. I'm host and producer Drake Hill Burns. Today, I'm talking to Lawanda Tony. She is a communications director for a nonprofit in the Washington, D.C. metro area. As a kid, Lawanda got press and ponytail, press and puff, and occasionally braids, but rarely press and curl. So growing up in the South, um, my mother and grandmother wanted to make sure we didn't look too grown. That was the whole thing. I don't want you looking too grown. So only like for Easter, special occasions, programs at school, you could have your hair loose and a curl, um, some candy curls or something that they deemed appropriate. But for the most part, you're getting impressed and you're putting it in, in a couple of ponytails and some barrettes on the end. Um, and then as we got maybe into middle school, they let you wear it down 
maybe one ponytail, but because <laughs> <laughs> um, they were very about not being too grown. Lawanda mentioned she took swimming lessons. Since pressed hair and water don't mix, I asked her how she dealt with the pool as a kid. You had to get your hair braided. Um, so my cousins would braid my hair um, for that time period. And then you'd rinse it off, but you weren't really getting your hair done during swimming lessons. Once it was over, you would do it. Um, but it was, it was definitely different. As we got in middle school and part of our, our curriculum was swimming, that really became hard and difficult. And I didn't want to put my head in the water um, because I knew the work I would have to do once I got home. Um, as far as conditioning it, combing it out, and then what am I supposed to do with it? Because I'm not used to seeing it look like this. And it looks all great and wavy and curly wet, but once it dries, it's going to look different. So what am I supposed to do? So that was rough. That was not easy, um, especially because I wasn't used to seeing my hair in its real natural state. So what did she do? You just put it into a bun or a ponytail. And then when you get home, you slap some jam on it. (laughs) 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 To, To slick your edges up all the way around. Jam's been out for a long time. Um, and you did the best. The great thing was everyone, all the other girls were in similar situations. Not everyone had a relaxer. Um, so it wasn't, you weren't alone. Um, so we were all just kind of doing the same thing. Fortunately, the situation was temporary because swim classes only lasted a few weeks, but that was still too long for Luanda. She wanted a perm. There was a lot of people who were still natural and getting their hair pressed. But then there were some girls who did have relaxers and they just felt free to me. I was like, y'all are free to do whatever you want. And I want that freedom. (laughs) (laughs) So come on ninth grade so I can be free to be. And so I could not wait. My mother was trying to hold, hold, hold. And I was like, no, you said that when I got into high school, I could wear my hair however I want. And I was ready. I saw the commercials, the Just For Me (laughs) kid on Relaxer. So I was like, Mom, why can't I get this? And then um, prior to that, people were getting um, leisure curls (laughs) and um, different other kind of products to be wet and wavy. And I was like, why can't we get a Jerry curl? Why can't we get a leisure curl? Why can't we have this? My mom like, no not getting none of that so (laughs) so of course you've seen the commercials you saw people people were always in the salons things like that getting all kinds of things done and so you wanted to be a part of that so this is probably your elementary school years then yeah uh elementary going into middle school I remember a friend had a leisure curl and I was like that looks cool it looks like a lot of product a lot of spraying going on, but can I try that? <laughs> and my mother was like, Luanda, no, you cannot. I asked Luanda why mom was so adamant. Did she know back then that chemicals weren't good for your hair? I think that it was not looking too grown was probably more her 
thing than the actual healthy state of your hair. Also, I think that um, in the growing up in the South, hair length is a big deal. Um, and having long hair or thick hair was uh, a, a beautiful, I guess, in my grandmother and my mother's eyes. So they wanted to make sure that it stayed that way. And they thought that if I got to relax, so the first thing I want to do is get a haircut, which was true. <laughs> Before we get to the cut, let's dissect Luanda's relaxer experience. When was the day that she was like, okay, you can do it? How did that take me through it? Since it was such a big deal and you were holding her to the fire. How did this transpire? So it was definitely the summer going into um, ninth grade. Um, and I was like, mom, before freshman orientation, I need my relaxer. I need my, I need my hair done. <laughs> so we need to go to the salon and get this done. And so she, she agreed because she promised. Um, so I so did. she didn't him and holler. She didn't try to talk you out of it. Nope, she didn't. Cause she had already known I've been begging forever. And, um, she knew that after a while I was going to be out of her hands anyway so might as well let her have it so she did and I went to the salon I stopped going to um, LMA and picked a salon that I wanted to go to some other girls had been going there or something and got a relaxer I think I might have had like a little asymmetrical haircut at the time I let she let me get that not too asymmetrical but a little asymmetrical for sure and I was very happy with myself let's talk about the perm process first of all since you knew other girls who had gotten it you know did they tell you what to expect or it was just let me just go I'm interested in the finished product um wow I don't know if anyone told me the process um I don't even think I asked I just knew the finished product and I was like, I just want that. I don't care what it takes. <laughs> okay. Well, did you feel that way once you got it? I mean, the burning, the smell, take the, me through. Yeah. So, you know, the burning of hair press is a smell for sure. So I'm used to a smell happening from your hair. Um, but this was different. This was definitely different. Um, the whole this white chemical on your hair sitting there. They're telling you don't scratch before got a base your scalp, base your scalp, putting like Vaseline or some kind of grease around it. So it won't burn your scalp. Like it's kind of scary. You read the boxes and you're just like, Oh God, all these caution uh, language um, on it. So it was a little intimidating, but I was still so excited that it probably didn't matter. Okay, now did you read the box before she did it? I mean, what, what do you well, mean? Well, I was in the stores prior to um, just like looking at stuff. Like I said, the Just For Me commercials and stuff like that. I wanted to see what you had to do. So you would, I'd go in the beauty supply store, look at a box and they're like, oh, okay. They say, uh, put this on, wash it out, put some conditioner on, dry it, whoop, wham, you're done. So I just thought that was sounds simple to me. Easy as one, two, three. Let's get it done. 
It wasn't that simple, but Lawanda felt it was easier than getting her hair pressed. No relaxer drama that first time. At least she doesn't recall any until the touch-ups that came later. Now, there have been some moments where I'm like, oh, man, this is burning. And she's still telling me to wait so it can be super straight. I don't know if I can hold out. She needs to get this off of me. I do remember those times. I don't remember that as my first time. What she does recall clearly is how she felt afterwards when she looked in the mirror. I was like, yes, this is what I've been dreaming about. I'm free. Let's go. I hope it's raining outside. I hope this is happening. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was definitely like, oh, no, this is my life. This is what I wanted. This is this is where I need to be right now. I'm free now. And okay. it was also like a coming of age where this has been the next rite of passage. You have grown up. You're now a young lady. And this is a part of being a young lady in my head. You're listening to Hair, How I Grew It. I'm host and producer Drake Hill Burns. Back to Lawanda after a short break. The relaxers continued through high school, and by the time Lawanda enrolled in Howard University, she rebelled and did what her mom and grandma feared. Once my mother started letting me get my hair relaxed and go in the salon, then I started cutting little by little, little by little. And then by my senior year, I was like, oh, that's when Tony Braxton was big and Halle Berry and their hair was super short. Um, And I was like, I want that. I want a combination of both. Uh, So we used to call it a Halle Braxton. Um, So you'd you'd see the hair magazines and you get to pick out like, I want to look like her. I want a little bit of that. And I went and did it. And of course, my mother wasn't thrilled. But by then, she was just letting me do what I want. And, th- and with short hair, I felt like I had to relax more often. Because yeah, I was just going to say that you could not do a style like that unless you had a relaxer. Yeah. So you want that back slicked down. I'm touching my hair right now, slicking it down. (laughs) But you wanted it super sharp and crisp. And I was very into that. And if I could, I always tell my friends this, I would have carried perm in my purse to do touch-ups. I would have done it in a heartbeat. If I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. This is waving up a little bit too much. This needs to stay straight. Um, Okay, so you were serious. Like, oh, no, I was really? serious. I was serious. That's what happens when people hold out on something <laughs> for so long. <laughs> you start going crazy, you start obsessing. My grandmother was not thrilled. Uh, my mother didn't say much, but my grandmother definitely like, see, this is what happens. You let them get a relaxer, then they start cutting their hair, and now they're bald headed. All the work <laughs> that I put in grooming you, getting your hair long and healthy, and this is what you do. Lawanda didn't care. She was a happy rebeller. I loved a short haircut, and I think I just loved it because it was a total opposite of the way that 
um, I understood how your hair was supposed to be. While at Howard, Lawanda and her bison doormates helped each other. There were girls on my floor. I think everyone had a relaxer at the time, our freshman year for sure. And we would relax each other's hair because now we're broke. We don't have any money. Nobody's going to salon. No one knows where the salon is. So I would, I brought my hooded hair dryer with me. Um, I made sure I knew where the beauty supply store was. Um, I got my lot of body and I was wrapping heads in the dormitory. And, Wait, lot of, um, lot of body? What's lot of body? So lot of body is a setting lotion that you use after you um, wash or relax your hair. You wash it and then you want to wrap it and you want it to be a smooth finish. Um, you put a lot of body on it. It's a spray. Sometimes you can dilute it with some water. You spray it and it just helps your hair lay down. So when you sit in the dryer, you get a smooth wrap or a smooth finish. So you then were definitely one of the designated uh, dorm hairdressers. Oh, yeah. For folks. Mm-hmm. Okay. But not the designated barber. She left school for that. So would you get a cut when you go home or would, did you find somebody there? I found someone here eventually, um, but like my freshman year, I would wait until I'd go home um, to get it cut, but I would definitely relax it myself. By then, I was feeling confident about what to do. Eventually, Luanda let go of her Hallie Braxton. Then I started growing it out a little bit, making getting like a longer bob throughout the years. I had a full long bob by senior year. And still relaxing through senior year. Oh, yeah. Now I'm color. Now I'm highlights. I'm doing all kinds of stuff. (laughs) 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 Oh, gosh. So, yeah. But in the summertime, I would get my hair braided, too. Like, in the summer, I would braid my hair. I, I liked braids. Braids was a thing on campus, too, because you, that was a way of you, pay up front and then you have a couple of months. So then that's kind of like cost saving situation. So I would get my hair braided. Her hair was still relaxed underneath. At this point, Lawanda didn't have natural on the brain. Braids were just about saving money and fashion. Moesha was out. Brandy had braids. It was a style that I liked. Um, there were uh, people on campus who had long braids or um, there were groups of people who wore their hair wrapped, um, head wrapped with cloth and things like that with braids sticking out. Um, Janet Jackson had braids, poetic justice. Like there were certain things that were in culture, in our culture that I gravitated towards, but not necessarily for the sense of it being natural. I don't know if I got it until much later. The other reason why I think that I stayed um, relaxed, I was also majoring in broadcast journalism, and I had never seen anybody with natural hair on TV. Ditto for me. I had the same major. The anchor helmet was a must back then in news and still is for most sisters. After Howard, Lawanda changed her focus. She decided not to work on air and opted for a job behind the camera as a producer. I went back to cutting my hair short again. So when I graduated, I had a long bob. But after I decided I didn't want to 
um, be a television anchor or be a reporter on camera, I started cutting my hair again and wearing it short, um, but not relaxing it as much. And I remember going into the salon and my stylist was like, have you ever thought about going natural? She was like, I think you could do it. I think you have the head shape for it. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, I think it could be cute, a little curls instead of straightening it so much. And I was like, you know what, maybe. So why weren't you relaxing it as much initially? Was it about money? Um, I don't think so. I think it was just more about time. I didn't have as much time anymore. I was working a lot. I was doing other things. Um, And so I wasn't so just, I don't know. My hair wasn't a super priority to me. I liked looking good, of course, but it wasn't where I was, like the way that I was about it in high school, that I was obsessed with it. Um, I knew that I could manage it on my own if I had to. So that wasn't an issue. Um, I don't know. It was just, I didn't, I just didn't care as much about it being bone straight. Back to the stylist's natural suggestion. And when she said it, were you immediately like, yes, or you're like, oh, hell no. I wasn't either. I was just like, let me think about it. And so then I started just kind of looking around, you know, like when you buy a car and now you see that car all the time, it was like, she put that in my head. And so now I'm looking at people's hair and I'm looking at people who have natural hair and I'm like, could I do that? Is that something I want to do? This looks pretty good. Um, And so I started just looking at it differently Um, because before I don't even think I saw it because I wasn't, it wasn't a part of my circle. Um, I had like maybe one friend who had done a big chop and cut all her hair off and she was had like, um, just completely a clean head. And I knew that I wasn't ready for that. I also have a lump in the back of my head. So I knew that wasn't going to work. Um, but I saw people who had small curls in their hair and I thought like that texture looks good to me having some, a different variety makes you stand out a little bit so then I was like okay well maybe and if my stylist is saying and I trust her maybe I can do this so from the time she suggested it or put the thought in your head to you saying yes how much time do you think it passed maybe a year of you kind of just feeling your Um, way probably about six months I think and to be honest there was a song that really pushed me over the edge It was a song by this group. I think it's a local group called Fertile Ground. And it was called Be Natural. And it was about her hair journey, about how strong and empowering it was for her to be natural and not care about what anybody thinks about what she's doing to her hair. And I would listen to it over and over again. I listened to the whole album, but that song was really just starting to play in my head more. And I started embracing what she was saying. I was like, yeah, if this is what I want, then I should just go ahead and do it. Who cares what anyone thinks? And what what would people think anyway? Do they even really care about what your hair looks like? Um, And so that's how I got there. Lawanda was living in the D.C. area at the time. I lived there for years and never heard of Fertile Ground. So I asked her about the group. 
they were a local, like one of the first kind of neo soul groups um, that I heard outside of mainstream, like a Jill Scott or, um, or Erica Badu. Um, they were like live instruments and they were just about um, black empowerment. The whole album was about that. And part of that album was the song called Be Natural that talked about living your life in your natural state. After our interview, I listened to Be Natural on YouTube. I understand why it pushed Luanda over the edge. The song is dope. By the way, Fertile Ground's lead singer is from Cleveland, my hometown, which makes me love Be Natural even more. I posted the song's link on the Hair How I Grew It Twitter page. Check it out. Lawanda decided to embrace her natural on her special day. For my 25th birthday, I was having a happy hour, meeting up with friends, and I said, I'm doing this on my birthday so I can remember it, right? So I go in the salon. I'm like, I'm ready. We're doing this today. And so she cuts off the remaining perm. It wasn't a whole lot left so she cuts that and then she she washes it she puts a little gel in it for it to kind of crinkle up and curl up I sit in the dryer for a little while and then I'm out and I love it I absolutely love it I'm like my friends are probably like what in the world because this is definitely not Luanda's usual thing um and I'm excited because this is my 25th birthday and I'm marking it this is a a time of transition and change, you know, my mid twenties, my car insurance is lower. All things are happening. (laughs) (laughs) So this was my mark to remember. Then from there you went to your get together with friends and what was Mm -hmm. the reaction? They were excited for me. They're like, I can't believe you did it. Cause I had talked to some of them about it. Like I might do it. I don't know, blah, blah, blah. And I did it. Lawanda had her friends support, even though they were still relaxing. What about her family? My mom never really says a lot, especially about your choices. So she didn't say a whole lot. She said she liked it and she thought that I looked nice. My grandmother said, so you want to be a boy? Is this what's happening? You just decided that you're going to go ahead and be a boy. (laughs) I was like, Grandma, what are you talking about? I was like, I'm clearly not a boy, but okay. So that was her. Um, my sister, um, she liked it, and she ended up going natural too, um, maybe a year after me or so. Work was interesting. So I'm just going to be real, real. The white people were like, oh my God, your hair looks so great. What did you do? The black people were like, what did you do? Why would you do that? (laughs) I'm just going to keep it all the way 100. That's how it was. I remember being in the bathroom um, and I went to wash my hands and looking in the mirror, maybe putting on some lipstick and this older black woman comes up to me and she said, so you don't want to get a promotion at work. And I, I didn't know her well. I've seen her, but I didn't know her. And I said, what do you mean? And she was like, why would you do your hair like that? She's like, that. 
<laughs> it's it's funny now, but I was like crying after she left the bathroom. Oh and, no! Oh. And she was dead. Like the way she looked at me, dead in my eye, to make sure she wanted to make sure I heard her. And she was just like, "Why would you do that? Why would you do that? You were you were such a pretty girl. Why would you do that?" And I was like. She was like, you don't want a promotion. You don't want people to consider you moving up in the organization. I just don't understand why you would do that. I was devastated. I went in that bathroom stall and cried my eyes out. Like, I can't believe she said this to me. And then I started doubting, like, what am I doing? I had a really great boss. Um, So I actually went to her. Um, and she was natural. She had long, longer hair. Um, she used to work, she was an editor at Essence. She used to, and she was my copy manager at the organization that I worked for. I was a copywriter at the time. And I went to her and I told her what she said. And she was like, LaWanda, people are not going to always like your choices. You can't worry about that. She was like, you walk in here confident every day. Do not let her, don't let her steal that from you. And she really helped me through. And we just started talking about hair a lot after that because I needed I needed a rebuild um, because the woman really did take it from me. She really did. And I let her. And I, I never let that happen again. But I'm glad that I had the boss that I had, that we had that relationship. And I saw her. And she was definitely a, a heavy influence moving forward. Okay, I feel like I just need to breathe because I've been literally holding my breath through that entire thing because that is just so devastating. Yeah, I still still tear up like just talking about it because I can still see her face and I can still feel that pit in my stomach because you don't know what to say. You're shocked beyond anything like, did this lady just say this? And so, yeah, I I understand. (laughs) Well, the reason it's so devastating is because she really thought she was helping you. Yes. Yes, she did. To the point that I was like, what did I do? I didn't think this was a big deal. What is she talking about? Now she's talking about my livelihood. Like (laughs) my livelihood is based on my hair now. What is happening? Yeah. Okay, that's a natural break. I think we both need to break. And I'm going to send you another link. I'm sorry, I'm it. sorry. That's okay. I'm going to send you another link. Okay. Wow. Just when I thought, can this story be more unbelievable? It gets better. I also knew that this woman was older. And I just thought about my grandmother. She probably would have said the same thing to somebody. And just as much as I love my grandmother, I ignore certain things that comes out of her mouth so in time I was able to let it go um so would you say she was closer to your grandmother's age then in terms of uh, I don't know if she was that close but she was definitely older an older woman um I would say probably back then if I was in my 20s she was probably in her 50s got it yeah okay and did you continue to see her? And would she make snide comments to you? Or after that, she never said anything again? She never said anything about it again until much later. I stayed at that job for um, four years. They paid for me to go to grad school. So my hair 
changed a lot and grew a lot. And I remember, I don't even think she remembers saying that to me initially because she came up to me to ask me about my hair once it was long and twisted and things and how pretty she thought it was. And I wish I could grow my hair as long and as thick as yours. And I'm like, lady, do you not remember what you put me through? (laughs) Did you take the adult approach? Like, thank you. Or you know what you can do with your compliment approach? You know, I'm a Southern lady who was raised a certain way. So I definitely took, like, she doesn't know. Because I, I looked at her, I was like, she clearly does not remember any of this. So it's no need for me to, what would be the point in it? So I just told her, like, oh, I do this. And you could probably do it, absolutely. Um, you know, I just left it at that. <laughs> but I remember. And I will never forget. Um, but I didn't give that to her. I did not. And honestly, it's about education. It's messed up as that is, but she didn't know any better because no. if you can't see yourself, yeah. you know? Yeah, she didn't know any better. She really did not know any better. Well, yeah. good for you, Luanda. <laughs> good for you. Good for you. Because, girl, I don't know if I would have been that big. And I was in my 20s too, honey. Oh, I know. I don't know. It took a lot of me because I was just looking for a minute. I did have to pause. And I was like, is she being for real or is she trying to be funny? Because I had to make sure. I was like, no, she's being for real. Okay. Let me, let me just, I will give her this information. Share with her. (laughs) Luanda had a lot of fun with her new natural. She did it mostly herself and it grew really long, really fast. So then I started playing around with twisting it, like double strand twists while it was wet Um, sitting under the dryer and then unraveling it. And I really liked that look. Um, And so I did that for years. It was my go-to, a twist out is my thing. Um, I did that for a long time or I would put it in a bun, but mostly twist outs, I would say was my signature go-to hairstyle. And I start, when I first started twisting it out, it took me a long time to do it because I didn't really know what I was doing. Um, so I'd watch two movies while I'm twisting my hair and then sit on the dryer for like 45 minutes or to an hour and then untwist it and be ready to go. So it was a lot of preparation, knowing that if I had somewhere to go, um, do I do it the night before? Um, if I had a, you know, if I was going on a date or doing something, you know, what I, I had to think about the time how do I block out time to do my hair? And I did. And it was a time for me to just be quiet and spend time with myself. And I really enjoyed those years of being able to um, know my hair and embrace it and understand it. Lawanda went to a stylist occasionally for rod sets, which she liked because they gave her a curly look that lasted a lot longer than a twist out. Any color? I did. I did have color. I still have color. Um, color was a big deal to me. Um, I also, I, I liked a auburn color look or a highlight. And so I started playing around with color too. Now, were you doing it or you always have somebody else do your color? I had someone else doing my color. Um, every now and then I'd be like, let me try a, 
a box and see if I can do it. So, and it worked out. I had I didn't have any horror stories about it. Um, but, but I tried just, to go to salon for the most part to get the color done. She also got it flat ironed and trimmed once a year. When your hair is natural, you, you don't know how long it is because it's springy. My hair is very springy and can get really tight really quick. Um, so I also just wanted to see like, oh, where am I? How long has it gotten? Um, and that definitely threw people off at work <laughs> um, when I did get it straightened or people I was dating. They're like, wait, what? Where did all this hair come from? <laughs> um, so, so. And yeah, would you get a, well, they want that. Not that it matters what they wanted, but would mm-hmm. they say things like, oh, you should wear it like that more often? Or they just, just didn't. It was just a shock for a minute. Um, it was a shock for a minute. I think people at work definitely would ask questions and want to know, like, are you going to wear it like that again? I'm like, no, probably not. <laughs> like, because then that brought me back to, flat iron brought me back to uh, childhood. Like, oh, God, here we go. Can't go in the rain. What's the weather like? Better cut this hair in the fall and not in the summer because it's not going to last, et cetera. So, no, I didn't care too much about it. Um, I liked it, but it wasn't something that I would was going to do on a regular. Any wigs, weaves, or braids? Remember, Lawanda wore the latter in college when her hair was still relaxed. I did do braids. I would get my hair braided. Um, I would say I was in that loose hair phase for a long time. So yeah, there were braids in there. And then towards the end, I started doing crochet braids before I moved into locks. Um, so yeah, I would try different things, but I, I didn't do a wig or a weave um, or anything like that, um, but I did do braids. Okay, now any particular reason? Just That just wasn't your thing, wigs and weaves. It just wasn't my thing. I didn't even, I felt like that would be a lot. Like it would just be a lot to get my hair under another piece of hair. Like to get it braided into my hair, that's one thing. But to get something sitting on top of my head or weaved in, I just didn't think that was for me. I felt like I'd be hot. <laughs> so I said no. <laughs> What about her natural and romance? At certain points of my dating life, it was unique. So people would come to ask me questions about, oh, I love your hair. Can I touch it? Not just white people, boys would ask you that. (laughs) Can I touch your hair? And I would wear it pretty big. So um, it would be my friends could find me in a crowd kind of situation. So I embraced it, but I didn't have any... um, negative feedback that I know about and did she let the boys touch her hair I was just like it's hair you don't need to touch it (laughs) it would just be kind of some banter but they didn't actually really touch it well white people have but because they don't ask they're just like oh my gosh your hair I just want to touch it and they just grab it and then you have to say you can't do that um, but yeah, <laughs> but you didn't beat anybody up, did you? Just no, gonna... no. Just like I didn't beat the lady up in the bathroom. I didn't beat them up. I just said, you know, like you just move back a little bit and you're like, okay. Now Lawanda sports locks and loves them. So far, the feedback has been good. My husband, I actually talked to him about this last night. I was like, have you ever had any hesitation about my hair choices? Cause we never really talk about it. I come back from salon. He's like, your hair looks good. We move on. 
Um, and he never is, he's never vocalized one way or the other. And he's seen, he's only known me natural. So I asked him, he's like, I don't care what you do, Luanda. He was like, as long as you're happy, that makes life happier on us. <laughs> so, <laughs> so he is someone who does not, it doesn't, he doesn't have a preference or if he does, he's not making it known, which is good. Cause this is my hair. It's not like I'm telling him you should cut your hair this way. <laughs> um, and my mom is natural. My sister had locks, actually locked her hair. Um, she's been locked. Uh, when I started my natural journey, she started it like maybe a year or so after. And then she went straight into locks. Cause she's like, I want long hair. And so she did that. So she wasn't surprised by it. She actually feels like she's a veteran. So she now can give me advice about stuff. <laughs> so that probably feels good for a little sister. Um, my, and my mom, yeah, she hasn't said anything. She, I'll send her pictures and she says, oh, I like it. It looks good. Work. I don't think they know any difference. Like I said, I was twisting for a long time. Um, so people at work just say, oh, like your hair, it looks good. I curl it. Um, I do kind of the same things that I used to do when I was double stranding it um, and keeping it up. So I don't think it's been a rough transition for me. Um, I just think mentally, I know that this is more permanent. Um, and I still have, I still figure out ways for it to be versatile. I think that sometimes it's a misconception that you're locked, you can't do anything with it and it's not true for so many ways that you can style locked hair um, and I have a great stylist that I really like and she is a creative and thinks of things um, to try on my hair that I like so and I still have color too is um, your grandma is she still with us and if so does she have comments or <laughs> no my grandmother passed away some years ago so no, but I'm sure she would have some comments if she was still on this earth. <laughs> Grandma did have comments when Lawanda's mother embraced her Afro. My mom was a school teacher, a high school uh, English teacher. And when she retired, um, we were all already into our natural phases, my sister and I. And I think that she was like, well, y'all doing it and it looks easy. So let me do it. And she did. Now she straightened a little bit more than we did. Um, but now she doesn't at all. Now she still loves a wig and will transition into that in a minute. But she's always been that way. But her natural hair is um, all salt and pepper and beautiful and strong. And I think she likes that. But I don't. I think she just did it because I just remember she didn't say anything to us. And it was my grandmother like, see, you see your mama? You see what she doing? I blame y'all for this. <laughs> Lawanda's locks are beautiful and strong, too. In fact, she says her hair is healthier now in its natural state than it was when it was pressed or permed. Will she go back to straightening? had a relaxer for probably 10 years of my life so it as much as it was important to me it was short-lived um so I don't think that that will happen um I definitely enjoyed my loose natural hair but it's not for my life right now 
Um, could I go back to that? Maybe. But I really like the locked. I like where I am in my locked uh, voyage right now, even though it's it's still early. Um, but I'm open. I'll, I can try different things. People are braiding on top of locks. They're crocheting on top of locks. So whenever I want a change, I know that I have options. I haven't tried them yet, but I'm definitely open to it. But as far as going back to a straight style, nah, I'm good. And LaWanda makes sure other sisters are good with their natural choices too. I try to empower women when I see them like, did you just cut your hair? It looks beautiful. You know, like, did you just transition? Um, Natural women seek out each other to affirm each other. And so I try to do that because I definitely needed that at a certain point in time in my life. Um, So I, I encourage people to to embrace the journey if that's what they want to do, knowing that it's not permanent. You can always decide to change your mind and that's okay and you shouldn't feel guilty about it, but make sure that you're changing your mind and not someone changing your mind for you. Here's Lawanda's hair care routine. She goes to a stylist to get her locks tightened every six to 10 weeks. The number of salon visits depends on how fast her locks grow. The faster they grow, the more often she goes to get them tightened. In between salon visits, Lawanda typically washes and conditions her hair every two weeks. After washing and conditioning, she lets her locks air dry or she braids them. If Lawanda does the latter, she uses a styling foam to hold the braid pattern. So when she unbraids them, the locks are a little wavy. Every night, Lawanda oils her scalp with either coconut oil or castor oil and then sprays a little rose water on it. She wears a silk bonnet or scarf to bed. Lawanda, is did I miss anything? Is there anything you want to add? No, I think this has been great. Thank you so much for having me. You brought back a lot of memories for me about um, the importance of my hair and my hair journey. So I just thank you for helping me uh, remember the good, the good, the bad and the ugly. (laughs) (laughs) If you're wondering what Lawanda's dad thought about her natural, because we know grandma didn't like it. Well, I wondered too after our interview. So I asked about his reaction via text. Lawanda's response, quote, he knew not to get involved, end quote. Soror Tamika Felder, you did it again. Thanks so much for recommending Lawanda. Check out Hair How I Grew at Episode 7 to hear Tamika's inspiring natural hair journey. A final note, Remember the black woman's unsolicited opinion about Lawanda wearing her natural at work? That opinion from nearly 20 years ago is not outdated. According to a recent CNN.com article, sisters with natural hairstyles are less likely to get job interviews than white women or black women with straight hair because natural black hairstyles are perceived as less professional. Thank you for listening to Hair, How I Grew It. I'm host and producer Drake Hill Burns. Subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts and leave a review. Follow Hair, How I Grew It on Facebook and follow on Instagram at Keep It Nat. Tweet me at Hair, How I Grew It and tell me what you think of the show. Until next time, 
Keep It Natural. Rest in power, Chadwick Boseman, Wakanda, forever.